Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing this morning, Jay? Doing very well, Michael. Thank you. So we got a special guest with us this week. We do. We do have a special guest. We have John Andoska, and he's joining us from Music Marketing Solutions. Welcome, John. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. It's a pleasure. I, I looked at the website when we first started kind of communicating online, and man, there's some really great work there. But for the benefit of the audience, give us the 30-second elevator version. You know, what, what, what is this all about? Well, uh, pretty much I kind of do uh, uh, content creation, mostly video uh, for record labels, uh, artists, and really if they're on a label or not, but uh, uh, pretty much anything that requires um, any bit of editing or maybe a little bit of a professional touch. I mean, there are obviously videos that you could put out there for quick updates and things like that, but anything requiring, um, you know, a little bit of a different touch, like a lyric video or maybe a, uh, you know, promo video of any kind or something sure. hyping a release and uh, that kind of thing. That's usually pretty much what I do. So do you, yeah, do, you, do, you do you, so you don't do the full on huge budget storyboard videos, do you? No, correct. Yeah, I've I've done a couple of those kind of things, but like typically like day to day and where pretty much my wheelhouse is and what I've been doing for the past, you know, 10 years or so is pretty much just everything but music videos. All right. So things things like lyric videos, pseudo videos, stuff like teasers, teasers. Absolutely. Got it. Got it. Like kind of like the thing that you did for for Melon camp um uh we call that a teaser video i'm sure it goes by a lot of different names because it's not really a video per se i mean it is but it's really more to kind of tease the release um that one did you produce you know i noticed there was like hands and images and things being moved around did you record that and edit that uh i uh that was one that i edited um, and, uh, that was one that there's a lot of times where I do those kind of things, um, where, you know, you'll be, uh, you know, you have to pretty much put together a full production. Uh, but that was one that I just edited actually. Got it. Got it. But you do create those types of things. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, it, it, it varies, you know, it depends on what kind of, uh, you know, uh, assets that an artist has already. Um, you know, that was something where they've kind of opted to do like a, their own sort of lyric video thing instead of a full full on thing. So yeah, so sometimes I'll get those things and then they'll just pass them on to me and I'll edit them. And other times I get to actually do, you know, productions of, of my own and actually go out and shoot, you know, original footage for different things. You know, there might be lyric videos or, um, you know, EPK content and that interviews, that kind of thing. Got it. And you'll go out and shoot that stuff uh, on location. Where are you based? I'm actually based in uh, Toledo, Ohio, of all places. Nice. So uh, okay. I do get to travel. So a lot of times, um, you know, if a tour is being routed through here, like Detroit usually, uh, sure. or, you know, somewhere in the surrounding areas, I'll get to sort of, uh, you know, uh, pick them up there. Or, uh, you know, I do travel too. So a lot of times what's cool about some lyric videos that I get to do as we use like local actors, you know, if the artist doesn't need to be in it or something, uh, we just need, you know, uh, just some talent. I'm able to use people locally here, which is cool too. Now, are, you, are, are you, are you seeing more and more artists not doing full blown product, big production videos and doing more teaser <clears throat> videos, more lyric videos? Is it, is it, is it simply a matter of budget at this point now? 
Yeah, it's also, I mean, you know, because there's so much uh, content out there, and it's kind of like I've seen there's, um, it, it sort of depends on, on you know, obviously budgeting and everything, but I've seen this sort of trend that's been happening where um, it'll kind of be, you know, they'll do this stuff to maybe extend the life of a release. So, you know, they'll start with a pseudo video coming out, um, then a couple weeks later they'll they'll come out with a lyric video and then ultimately it all leads to you know a music video so that's kind of what you see for the you know the the artists and maybe they have bigger budgets and things like that kind of extend you know it's pumping out new content um you know for that particular release but a lot of uh, lyric video is a great way to um you know to get some creative content out there for you know any artist it's kind of level the playing field in a way where you know you may not have to be able, like you know michael as you were saying to have like a huge production budget to do a traditional um you know mtv style music video that kind of thing um those are kind of you know it's it's really level the playing field for everybody yeah and it's really a different world now right i mean you're kind of feeding that social beast whether it's youtube <laughs> or whether it's your socials and and people kind of expect that communication to be ongoing whereas maybe a few years back you could create that big high budget video and just kind of put it on the networks and get whatever you were going to get from it but these days i think that engagement you know with fans is super important and it seems that what you're doing whether it's you know, interview clips or pseudo videos or, you know, live performance videos or lyric videos, those kinds of things. Instead of doing one big mega production for tens of thousands of dollars, you can kind of do these bite-sized chunks that you can use uh, to your audience on socials. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, things have changed so much over the past, you know, 10 or 12 years I've been kind of doing this. Um, you know, initially it was kind of, I was creating more supplemental content, you know, for, for, maybe websites, this new thing called YouTube, or uh, even enhanced CDs. I'm sure you guys remember those. Sure. Um, yep. uh, you know, but, uh, but now, um, you know, those kind of, you know, those kind of things that we're doing EPKs and that, that, that hasn't been happening as much because, you know, artists can really tell their story through social media. You can get to know them um, through that. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, there was a time when, um, you know, when lyric videos first started, I remember the first one was the uh, CeeLo Green's FU. Uh, that, that was the big one that caught fire. And uh, what happened was, I think the labels were seeing these, you know, 13 or 14 year old girls putting up their favorite Britney Spears song on, on uh, YouTube, yeah. using just Windows Media, you know, Windows Movie Maker. Sure. With the, you know, with the lyrics up yeah. there. And they wanted to get a piece of the action. It's kind of like you had Ash on last week talking about kind of owning your content and, uh, um, that's kind of what happened. And those sort of took off like wildfire and I did those and th those were all the rage. They still are like lyric videos are still really popular, but now it's even evolved from that where, uh, it's more about like snackable content, especially with Instagram, um, sure. and that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it keeps evolving and it's, it's pretty amazing to just, to, you know, um, you know, to see kind of uh, what where the trends go and everything. Well, so, so you know, talking about social media here, how important is it, uh, I guess, let me, let me back up. You know, I remember back in early 2000s when I first started doing websites for artists and stuff like that, we would get a video given to us, and then we kind of had to just make the video work for what we needed. <laughs> you know, today are you sitting here going, okay, John Mellencamp, where are you intending to put this video? Is this going to be an Instagram clip? Do you do you make 
um, edit up different versions based on the final destination? Like, is the Instagram clip going to be different than the YouTube clip that's going to be different than the Twitter clip? You know, is, is, is that a big consideration now? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, it, it is about, uh, you know, again, depending on what sort of assets we have, but, you know, there's different ways to optimize video for different platforms. Um, you know, each each platform has their own maybe advantages or limitations. So, you know, Instagram is only uh, allows about 60 seconds. Um, uh, let me just ask you real quick. Does that drive you freaking nuts that each platform has a different? Well, we only allow 30 seconds. But that one yeah. has 60 seconds. Does, I, that I, I, I know that, 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 kills, that kills me when I'm working with all these artists. Yeah, and again, I, I you going back to uh, you know um, you know how do you know what to do and what you know which one is is better and everything? It's like it's it, it's hard for artists to navigate that, and that's why you know what you guys do um, you know is so important you know in trying to develop a strategy because I think that a lot of times this video sometimes becomes an afterthought, and uh, if you're not sort of putting video into the plan from the get go. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, hard, it could be overwhelming, you know, once the release is out there and, you know, kind of knowing what to do, um, you know, cause if, if I'm working with a label, like obviously there's people that will strategize that and they're, you know, uh, I get to work with them, but, you know, for artists who are maybe working on their own, um, they, you know, it's, it, it can be a daunting task to sort of, you know, navigate their way through that. Let me ask you about iPhone videos, because I've noticed a trend lately where artists are shooting behind-the-scenes footage in the studio or backstage or as they're coming to the stage, and then they take this, and it doesn't have to be an iPhone, it could be any kind of you know mm-hmm. portable device video, and then they give it to somebody who you know puts a like a Chiron or puts some kind of you know label on it and they edit it together. And, you know, for social, some of them are actually pretty cool. Do you ever get involved in those? Do artists or managers ever give you some of the raw footage that they they shoot and say, mm-hmm. hey, can you make something out of this? How does that work? Yeah, that, it, that's exactly it. Sometimes um, I'll just get a bunch of stuff and they'll just be like, make something out of this. There is no <laughs> direction sometimes. Um, you know, so that that's what I was talking about even too, building it into your strategy because – you know, if you know, like while you're in the studio, just shoot some footage on your phone. Just, um, you know, maybe if you have a buddy that has a DSLR or something, have have them come along and get some footage because, yeah, you can repurpose that later. Um, I've been in situations where, um, you know, they've, they've uh, you know, those kind of things can maybe enhance a lyric video or something too, maybe using footage from the studio or live footage that they've shot on the road. Um, you know, so those kind of things can enhance something like a, vid- like a lyric video or, uh, kind of stand on their own and be their own little piece. So, yeah, I've done kind of all of the above. Like I said, anything that wasn't like an actual sort of music video. So that's happened many times where, um, you know, it might be even a manager shooting stuff. Uh, sure. Or, or whatever in, in the, you know, um, in addition to the artist or somebody in the band themselves. Uh, so, you know, again, that's really important to having that content and to be thinking, you know, visually too. You know, what can, what can we do to, uh, you know, add to... Um, you know, in, in terms of video. Is, yeah. um, you know, live video is becoming so important. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everybody's got live video. I actually just read today that Facebook just rolled out live video on the desktop now. So now you're not constrained to just yeah. use your smartphone device. Now you can do live video from your desktop. 
are you working with artists in helping them craft live video strategies as well? Uh, Michael, can you repeat? I just missed that last part of your are, question. Are, I got are, the first part. Are you uh, working with artists to help them craft live video strategies as well? Uh, you know, live is, like I said, anything that's really more in the editing space where something needs to be edited. So, uh, you know, that quite that quite hasn't happened yet. We're, uh, you know, been working on, um, you know, more, more so they come to me for things like, okay, we need to make this look nice or something like that. So for, for typically like the live applications, um, you know, that the artists have been using, at least in my experience that I've seen, is something where, you know, they will pick it up, you know, pick up a phone or do something you know, just live. So I think that the more, um, I think that the desktop feature is going to really open things up quite a bit where, you know, you can, like Jay was saying, add the chirons and things like that and maybe make it a little more polished and produced. So, you know, that might be something that, uh, you know, could be another next step in the evolution that I was talking well, about well, for sure. So, you know, one of the features of, of live video is obviously you can save the video for f later use. Are, are, are artists giving you the master the the original file the master file Jay of, uh, <laughs> of, of a Don't live video started. and say hey you know now take this and and chop this and edit it up and make some more stuff out of this live video I did that I can repurpose it down the road absolutely yeah they don't always come in a reel to reel uh, Michael right. I know uh, the master <laughs> but they uh, um, but yeah exactly I mean that's 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 the great thing about uh, that's where I could kind of get creative. You know, there's always a sense of, you know, wanting to strategize with them and see where things fit in. But a lot of times, like I said, it's just, here's a bunch of footage make something out of it. And uh, that's one of the things that I like, you know, doing. And that, that happens a lot for sure. Does it need to be multi-camera, you know, high budget, or can you get away with, you know, helping some of these new developing artists just with a, a single camera and a, a smaller budget? Yeah, that's exactly kind of what I, the, my, the point I was kind of talking about a little earlier was, um, you know, if you have, you could obviously, I mean, the way phones are now, I mean, you could shoot, you know, good footage with that. In fact, they even have these little stabilizer things where you could get like smooth, almost like steady cam footage. You know, you get one of those for less than a hundred bucks. I mean, they're, you know, videos become so accessible. Uh, yeah. So no matter what your budget and, um, you know, and, and the really the thing is, is it's really about uh, the content and the creativity. I mean, you know, you don't have to necessarily have the most fancy lyric video out there. Um, you know, in fact, the one that I've done that's gotten the most views was the um, the weekend song Earned It. That mm -hmm. was on the 50 grades. And that's got north of 120 something million views. And that was and that was one of the most simple um, videos that uh, that, uh, you know, I had to uh, do because it was kind of. They, they wanted it a certain way. We had to work with Universal Pictures on that. And they it had to kind of synergize with their marketing. And they wanted it to be very simple. And, um, you know, it's just sometimes it's more about, uh, you know, you know certain things like simplicity can help or whatever. And there's times where even a pseudo video can do. And that's the thing that's leveled the playing field, like I said. So really, you know, despite your budget, whatever it might be, um, you know, there's ways that, uh, you know, you can – still can you know be competitive or at least like kind of you know cut through the noise in the space if you're you know you just kind of like i said build it into the strategy and kind of think about being creative you know let me, let me ask you um some creative ideas here so i mean pseudo videos are, are are popular and i think most people think of a pseudo video as nothing more than 
the audio track with maybe the still image of the album cover, and that's it. And it mm-hmm. just runs. What is some creative stuff that you're doing with pseudo videos to go just beyond that basic? Yeah, that's something that's that's definitely uh, been been happening a little bit. Where like you know, we just it's what can we do to to make this a little more interesting? So uh, I just did something the other day for an artist on Capitol Records where um, they just gave me artwork. It was a picture of a wolf, um, and uh, they're like, "What can we do with this?" So I made uh, like the eyes blink, and uh, and then made the hair like look like it was kind of blowing in the wind. So almost like making the picture come to life a little bit. You sure. Know? Um, there's all better than a still image. Things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and those kind of things are a lot easier. Um, you know, I know Michael, you talked about, you know, when you guys were talking about preparing your release and everything, I mean, you know, if you have, you know, uh, a Photoshop file, layered file, like that can, you know, uh, of your stuff and your, of your artwork, excuse me. Um, you know, that can make those kind of things a lot easier. Um, you know, and being able to maybe animate different layers and have them sure, come in. You so, can pull it apart. Absolutely, it's it's much easier um, to to do that that way, and uh, but yeah, like those kind of things are happening all the time. Again, just adding different sort of movement, and those those are not even happening for just pseudo videos. Again, those are even for little previews, like especially for Instagram. Instead of you know maybe to catch your eye as you're scrolling through, uh, you know anything you could do to to kind of add some movement to that uh, like single art or or album sure. art. Um, it's definitely advantageous, uh, you know, that they, they found, you know, with, with uh, you know, kind of getting people's attention. Well, to kind of pick up on what Michael just said, uh, another thing that comes to mind is, you know, I think we've heard figures about 75, 80% of videos on Facebook are watched with the sound off, you know, and it's, it's disheartening yeah. for a lot of people, but it makes <laughs> a lot of sense. People are on their mobile devices, you know, they might be in a meeting, they might be at home in bed, whatever. But are there any tactics that you can do to kind of grab people in that first few seconds as they're going through their feed to maybe increase your chances of, you know, getting them to click on it? Yeah. In fact, it's been something as simple. I found that works as just putting a little graphic that says tap for sound. Um, that's something that we do a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, or even, uh, you know, just like something that's in the bottom or, uh, you know, just something at the beginning to catch, like to, to literally say, make sure you to almost remind people to like tap for sound. That's something that we've been kind of doing a lot, which seems so simple in nature, but like a lot of times when you're just scrolling through, you don't really think about that. No, no, you don't. No, I think that's really good advice. What, what, what are the, the, the budget ranges that, that an artist could look at? I mean, are, 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 are you only doing this for the record labels and the big bands that have the bigger budgets? I mean, what about the, the band who's fun financing their entire release themselves but really wants this, how much are you looking to spend for a lyric video, a pseudo video, a little teaser clip? Yeah, it can really it really ranges, but it's like, you know, um I, I do I do work with uh, you know, bands of all types. So uh everybody from the major labels, uh on down to somebody doing their first release. So you could be looking to, to spend somewhere in the neighborhood of a Anywhere, you know, lyric video, it, it really ranges. It depends on how the the intense the animation is. Sure. Uh, it depends on how, um, you know, what different assets are going into it. Uh, but you can expect to start, you know, with a couple hundred dollars all the way up to, you know, there are certain lyric videos that have budgets of thousands of dollars. Um, as I said, I've done more uh, 
you know, elaborate lyric videos that are kind of live action and that require shoots and require talent. So, you know, you could get up there, but you can also, like I said, too, um, you can also do something that's very, you know, simple in nature, uh, too, you know, it doesn't always have to be, uh, you know, the most, um, you know, wow sort of thing, but, uh, you can get creative within your budget and like those, uh, pseudo videos and everything, you know, they could be in the, you know, a, a couple hundred dollar range too. So, uh, but the great thing is again, like things are so accessible. I mean, I would tell anybody, this might not be the smartest thing for, for me is this is what I do, but you know, for the, I would recommend anybody that's listening to this, it's in a band or it's an artist, like look into, or try to learn as much as you can about video. Um, it's kind of, I liken it to, you know, when you're in the studio, um, you know, you could just go and you could just play your parts or sing your parts, but the more, you know, about mic placement and that kind of thing, you can even, um, you know, it could be more of a collaborative effort with your engineer and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, the more, you know, about video, you could speak the language and maybe even be able to, you know, if you're not able to do it yourself, you know, you might be able to be more educated on, you know, the different types of things you can do and maybe, um, you know, the different ways you kind of work around maybe any budget constraints. Are there, are there any, um, good, simple desktop apps, mobile apps that, that people could dip their toes in to start playing with creating little video clips like this? I mean, not, not the iMovies because even iMovie, you got to sit down and you've got to really think about what you're doing, but are there, are there some Drop dead, simple, stupid apps that are just designed to create a lyric video to create a teaser clip. Uh, not quite yet, as, as from what I've seen, but I did see uh, on Hypebot, of course, that uh, Apple is coming out with uh, clips. It's going to be a brand right. new. Yeah, I'm, I'm eager um, to see yeah. that. So, that could so be that, a solution. That could be a big solution for um, you know, again, just looking for something simple uh, to add to a video. Um, but, you know, now, for the most part, there's no way to um, really automate lyric videos, at least in the creative sense. So, you know, like you can, uh, you know, you see the simple ones. If it's just a, you know, a Comic Sans font on a blue background or something. I mean, those are relatively simple to do. But, uh, you know, I think that this Clips thing could really uh, change a lot of things for, for artists, for sure. Um, and kind of, you know, give them the ability to sort of, you know, get creative without having to, to go through the process of learning how to use a nonlinear editor. Do you, sure, do, do you sure. think it's it's kind of interesting how, you know, videos, the MTV era started out as big full-blown production. And then obviously when the when the music industry started to bottom out and those budgets weren't there anymore, the lyric video shot, showed up as sort of the alternative. We can do this dirt cheap and it's literally just <laughs> an image and the lyrics on it. But now we're seeing lyric videos kind of go back to, as you were describing, well, they've got live action in it. We've got actually actors in it and it's scripted out. And you're sort of like, all right, but we're now moving back to the lyric mm -hmm. video is moving back to become <laughs> what it was the counter to. Yeah. I just saw it recently. Um, it was Ariana Grande released a lyric video for, uh, one of her, her songs, and she was in it. She was performing, and she was doing everything. It looked like a music video, but they just added the lyric video, the lyrics the to lyrics it. The lyrics to the top so, of uh, it. The, the lyrics over top of it, yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of, um, 
you know, may, might be counterintuitive. And then they have, they're doing a proper video, uh, like, you know, after that. So you never know, I guess, you know, I think there's something psychological too, though, about seeing the lyrics. Right back. It's almost that, you know, that, that karaoke kind of thing. And, and you could kind of, uh, you know, almost like sing along with it. Um, uh, in fact, I've had, you know, certain artists, you know, tell me when we're doing their lyric video, we want the lyrics to come up a little bit before. So you, so people could sing along with it, you know? So there's that aspect to it too, that makes it maybe engages the fan a little more. Right. Perhaps. Right. So, so I think that that could be part of it as well. It, 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 I just find it interesting how, how things, and I, and not just in music, but in general, I just like the way things evolve and something comes along to counter something, but eventually that new thing just evolves back. It, it evolves back into what you had before where all of a sudden, you know, the lyric video is great because you could spend $2,000 and have a lyric video instead of spending $200,000. Well, now lyric videos are going to move back into the tens of thousands, yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollar budgets. And at what point do you go, well, it's no longer a lyric video, people. It's just a full-blown yeah, music video. Right, yeah, right? sure, sure. Yeah, sure, I think but, it's interesting, you know, when you talk to YouTube, they'll t they want as much content as possible, right? I mean, they want mm -hmm. the live video, studio video, lyric video, pseudo video, teaser. I mean, they want all of that. And I think there's some truth to that. I think that, you know, some of the services that you provide are super important for artists because they, they don't have the big $200,000 budget. But if they do a few of these things... And then kind of keep feeding the beast and it keeps your name out there and keeps your message out there and ends up in people's feeds. Because as you know, if you post something, that doesn't mean that your fans are going to see it unless you're putting money behind it. So you may yeah. post some of these things and uh, the fan might miss it the first time. So getting on kind of a regular schedule of taking all of these ingredients and then posting them regularly and having a posting schedule, uh, I think can be very impactful. Absolutely. And again, it always goes back to that strategy thing. And again, like, um, you know, what it, it just, it's a part of, it's a part of the, the, you know, just the piece here, the video and everything, but it, it, it's how the video fits into your overall strategy really. So that's what you have to be mindful of. Um, you know, when you're, you know, planning everything out, it's like how, yeah. you know, yeah. you, it's, it depends on what, you know, forms of social media that are most effective for you and, it's just there's so much that goes into it, but it's about, again, being kind of cognizant of, you know, where video fits into, you know, the plan for your, you know, for your release sure. and uh, and for everything, too, you know, because there's not just pseudo videos and lyric videos, but I do everything, you know, like tour announcements and those kind of things, too. So, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's it's that's why it's so important, um, you know, again, what you guys do, too, is just like, you know being mindful of the big picture and where everything fits in. Yeah, well, that, listen, John, this has been super interesting. Where can people find you um, if they want to reach out to you and get more information? Sure, yeah. Uh, so uh, my, my, my website or portfolio, really, for my, my music work is hitmanmusic.net. Um, so you could kind of find me there and just sort of see some of the projects uh, that, that I've done and, um, you know, I've, I've just had a great time, you know, getting to work with so many artists and you know, different people. So I'm just, uh, you know, and, and I'm really, you know, big fan of your guys' show. So thank really you. excited thank that you. Uh, I was able to appreciate come on that. today and, and, you know, and appreciate what you guys do. So um, it's, thank you. it's really been thanks, an honor. Thanks so well, much, John. We enjoyed having you, John. Thanks so much for joining us. 
Awesome. Thank you guys so much. All right. All right, man. Have a great day. Take care. Love that talk. Love talking about video. I just, you know, I think, tell me if you you see the same thing, but when you talk, when I talk to clients about video, they all just think, oh my God, you're asking me to spend $20,000 to produce a full-blown music video. And I'm like, no, frankly, if you don't even do that, I don't care. I'd rather you take, if, if you've got a budget of $5,000 for video, I'd rather get as many video clips out of that $5,000 budget as possible rather than one music video that you feel has to be done all properly. You know, it's like, get the teaser videos, get get the pseudo videos, get the lyric videos. He mentioned um, uh, tour announcement videos. A lot of people yeah, don't I love do that. that. If, if, you've, if, if that. you've got a big enough tour, um, create a video that promotes sure. the entire tour. Uh, that's something that gets passed out to the individual promoters. Sure. Big, Maybe big, do a live yeah. a live announce and then take the video afterwards, you know, or give it to a partner or there's so many things and, and to your point, there the the days of the old high budget video they may be over and, you know, it's cyclical. They may come back. But I think right now is an exciting time because people don't care that it's got, you know, very little um, production value. People well, just care about seeing their artists. It, it, you know, and, and what I care about is getting a video file up there into the YouTube ecosphere because we all we've talked about it many times. That's where people find stuff. And you get a video file up there that's just a pseudo video, but it's got your song title, your album title, your band name, a buy link. Great. It's another search sure. result. Yeah. And, and, and you got the and keywords in there and the keywords. metadata. Let me, let me throw this out to people. If, if you're looking for, because I know people are even like, I don't know how to make pseudo videos. It's like, okay. There's a website, and, I, and I'm pretty sure it's um, called Tunes to Tube dot com just go google tunes to tube.com it's a free website you upload an mp3 file a image you want as your video you say save and it spits it out onto your youtube channel done you could go through and make pseudo videos for a, a 12 song album in about 10 minutes yeah it's not hard done done and you've got all you've got 12 video files up there so it's not hard to do this people really seriously you've got to have video as part of your strategy as much as possible yeah agreed um so let's uh let's do another you need help with your online strategy please and i had three of them that just kind of popped into my mind over the last few days and a lot of this stuff is always driven by real world experience and i'm not no names it is not but um, here's one that uh, I want to go with. Okay. If you have over 10,000 fans tracking your band's tour dates on Bands in Town and you remove the app from your Facebook page, you need help with your online need strategy. Help. What that means is if you're not familiar enough with Bands in Town, it's a tour, date, tour dates app. And most people think that's all it is. But your fans can track you just like they can follow you on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram. They track you on on bands in town. And that means those fans who track you get 
uh, a notice in the app, in an email, however they've configured it, that you've announced a new tour date. So in the example I just read to you, your band has 10,000 fans out there that basically joined a Bands in Town email list for your band that said, I want to be told when you play a new date because I never want to miss a show. And yeah. you remove the Bands in Town app from your Facebook page, you need help because that's how you want. You want to be driving more people in. You want more people track, more people track. Yeah. Bands in Town will give you stats as to where those 10,000 people are. Sure. And this what is push technology, what, oh. not pull. You don't have to wait for somebody to find your announcement online. It pops up in their on their device and says, oh, this artist is coming within this certain area at this date. And it is so great. And if you haven't gone into bands in town, I encourage anybody who's in a band or related with a band or management, go to their website. It'll tell you how many followers you have. It'll give you all sorts of great information, I, I, but I've make had, sure you promote it. I've had it. artists where I've pointed that out to them. They're like, what does it mean I've got 250,000 fans tracking me? I'm like, that's a quarter <laughs> of a million fans around the world who want to, want to know when you're playing a show. Really? Yeah. I'm like, yes, really. Now, yeah. let's set this up because I'll tell you where those 250,000 people are around the world, city by city. Yeah. Go give that information to your booking agent and say, get me shows here. Because you can yeah. message people. You can send out a message to all of your trackers. You can message people in those regions. It's incredible. You can message people important. of bands that are like yours yes. and tell them when you're coming to town. So. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, so check if, it out. If, if 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 you've pulled bands in town down because you just don't get it or don't understand it, you need you need to talk to somebody. You need some help with your online strategy. Sure do. Good one. All right, good one, good one. So um, we're out of here. Music Biz Weekly podcast. Oh, jeez, I keep you know. I apologize. This is all new to me. We're still dealing with this. This is brought to you by HypeBot.com. Absolutely. Bruce is going to have to slap me a few times here. <laughs> <laughs> Go check out HypeBot.com if you Hype haven't been Bot. there. Great resource for finding out what's really going on with this new music business. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for HypeBot.com for supporting the Music Biz Weekly podcast. Till next week, guys. Later. <laughs>